Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you from the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And just so you all know, I had to record this three times before I finally got it right. Um, so th- it's going to be one of those episodes. Um, welcome to the blind item episode of the week. Um, all of our blind items this week are coming to us from Blind Gossip. For all the best blind items, head on over to blindgossip.com. This is one of their exclusives. Um, you can find the link um, where exactly where I just told you, blindgossip.com. Um, it is called, He Will Never Get Rid of Her Now. And it says, In the next few days, you will hear an announcement about a big celebrity engagement. She is young, foreign-born movie actress who stars in one of the biggest franchises of all time. She is pleasant, although not exactly a ray of sunshine. He is a 30-ish film and television actor. His pursuit of the pretty actress began on the set of a movie they did together a few years ago. You will soon see her sporting an engagement ring. It consists of a beautifully modest a beautiful, modestly sized diamond and gold band. Don't you just love getting the gossip before everyone else? Congratulations to the happy couple. And the overwhelming guest seems to be Daisy Ridley and Tom Bateman. And I'm not going to argue, it probably is them. Um, you know, someone, one of the commenters on the original line said something to the effect of why do all these celebrities fall for their co-stars? And the answer is this. You're spending... Just looking at it from a a real point of view here. uh, Or a, a real world point of view, I should say. Most of us spend at least a third of our life at work. Which means that at least um, the probability of us meeting someone at work as opposed to in a social situation is much greater. So if we if you take a step back and look at it, um, we spend a third of our life at work. We just. Theoretically, we spend a third of our life sleeping. So that's 16 hours accounting for in our day. The other eight hours, you're probably getting ready for work, driving to or from work, eating. So that, you know, that cuts down on a lot of... That cuts down on a lot of time. And... It's so much easier to meet somebody when you're, um, it's so much easier to meet somebody at work because you're, you already have something in common. You probably already spend time together, whether it's, um, sitting and having lunch or working on a project or whatever. 
but then, you know, let's just look at it through the lens of, <laughs> excuse me, let's look at it through the lens of, um, Hollywood now. Sometimes the shoots can last 15, 16 hours. Especially in the movie. So now we're looking at um, what was just a third of our life going to two thirds, half or two thirds at the very least. And then, you know, since a lot of movies don't film where you live, you're also traveling, so you're really not going to date anyone unless you're already in a relationship. You're not going to start dating someone. You know, if you're from L.A., you're not going to start dating someone in London. But if you're on the set with somebody and, you know, they also live in L.A., that gives you a little bit more room to say, okay, you know... So, you know, and honestly, I looked up some pictures of Tom Bateman and Daisy Ridley, and they're so adorable together. They're just so cute. Um, so, that being said, I'm going to go, and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, um, the next item comes to us, again, from Blind Gossip, as I said. And it's called Olivia Munn. And the eggshell man. And it says, Olivia Munn has something to say about one of her exes, and it's not flattering. On a recent podcast with Kat Sadler, Olivia recalled how one man in particular made her feel. We have been in calm waters for a long time. It's always calm waters. And then all of a sudden, the boat capsized. I think a lot of women and men who are in. Re- who are in relationships are like this, where you're just walking on eggshells and you're just happy if you can breathe a little bit, even though you don't realize that you have a, a cinder block on your chest the whole time, you're taking in little sips of air. One says she turned down some jobs because the eggshell man asked her to do so. Eventually, the relationship fell apart. When it capsized, I was still in the emotional place that I had been in for those years, which wasn't a good place. And then when you do go through something like that, you you do truly feel worthless. Aw, that's sad. But on the bright side, we hear Japanese potatoes help cure worth- worthlessness. Olivia Munn has been in relationships with Aaron Rodgers, Joel Kinnaman, Brad Richards, Chris Pryan, and Brian Greenberg. She may have also dated Justin Timberlake, Matthew Morrison, Brett Ratner, and Jamie Foxx. Yes, Olivia Munn only dates famous men, but dating streak, or quote-unquote dating streak, may be coming to an end. (coughs) She says, I am so happy in my life right now, and I don't think I will ever get married or have children unless somebody comes around that's so amazing. I already feel like I'm actually in a happy ending. So, the most popular guest for this one is um, Aaron Rodgers, and I can actually totally see that. Um, You know, of course, um, there are very strong rumors that he's gay, and 
that um, all of his relationships with women are just friends for the public so he can keep his endorsement deals coming in and, um, and you know, not, not rack the boat too much. A lot of people believe that he has a male roommate who's actually his lover um, and they just keep their relationship very, very private. And as one of the commenters pointed out, every time Olivia Munn talks about a relationship, or nearly every time she talks about a relationship, it is usually about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if this is a case of she's obsessed with him, she's upset that her contract wasn't renewed uh, with him, or if there, you know, if there's something else going on. But whatever the case is, something has definitely happened where she has, um, where, where she has, um, just taken it upon herself to be a one woman, I hate Aaron Rodgers, um, that being said, I think there's also an argument that this could be Brett Ratner. Um, allegedly, they had a very, very toxic relationship, and she, if I remember the story correctly, she slept with Brett um, in order to land a role. And he liked it. He liked it so much that he gave her the role and continued to um you know, they continued to whatever. But there was some sort of big fight between the two of them. And then they just started slowly splintering away. I'm really trying to remember the story because I know publicly they never even acknowledged that they were in a relationship. But, um, and I should have done a little bit more research, but I'm pretty sure at some point they were like gushing over one another because that's usually um, what these directors and actresses um, do when they're, you know, when they're dating but they don't want anyone to know. But they're like, oh my god, so great, you know, blah. No. Alright, just no. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, and then... And then they allegedly had this big fight. And then she was like persona non grata with Brett Ratner. Alright, tell me what you think, um... Use Anchor Voices, send me a message, and at some point, when I, when I get a chance, I will start putting all these voice messages into a segment and responding to you guys. But for right now, I'm going to go and come right back. And I'm back. And this one, this line is actually really kind of cool. Um, if you, I, I refuse to see, um, or at least pay for pay to see Bohemian Rhapsody, um, 
because of Brian Singer and the um, pedophilia allegations against him. Um, but I so badly want to see Rocket Man. Um, it's on my list. I'm probably gonna go see it uh, very soon because I love Elton John, and this just seems it, it just seems perfect to be honest. Um, this line comes to us again from Blind Gossip. It's called Blue Suede Shoes. And it says, With the Freddie Mercury and Elton John biopics both looking like hits, we have an actor who wants to star in a project similar to Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. He is a well-known action hero. He wants to play Elvis. We didn't even know he could sing. Not Rami Malek or Taron Egerton. Um. The, there were a couple guesses that just seemed way, way, way off the mark. Um, I guess like Chris Hemsworth. Um, and there was another guest that I was just like, oh, uh, not Miles Teller. That actually means Chris Pratt. Um, both of those just don't make any sense. Um, as far as I can tell, they never really try to stretch their acting ability. Um, and in fact, one of the, you know, I don't often say nice things about Chris Pratt, but I'm going to make an exception here. Um, one of the most admirable things about Chris Pratt is he does seem to realize He's a very limited actor. He's not trying to win an Oscar. He's not trying to um, stretch his career out longer um, than what the show's life is. In fact, all he's trying to do, or at least it appears all he's trying to do, is... um, it, It appears all he's trying to do is... Um, make as much money as quickly as possible so he can spend the rest of his life relaxing and having fun. And more power to him, honestly. Um, you know, he's in Jurassic, the Jurassic World um, series. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy and, Avenger, well, and Avengers. Um, so, you know, he's going to make a lot of money. And using, but using the Avengers jump off, I kind of am leaning towards the Chris Evans guess. Uh, Chris Evans has, in fact, tried to stretch his career in different ways um, and challenge himself. Um, he's done a couple of independent roles. He's. Um, he, you know, he seems like the type who would, who would at least try something bold like this. Um, you know, and again, he's made a lot of money off of, um, Captain America. Um, so, he probably feels emboldened by, um, he probably feels emboldened by the amount of leverage he has. And I'm trying to, I, again, I, I tried to do a quick Google search before I recorded, but 
I seem to recall he did an interview at some point where he made a mention of um, wanting to play Elvis at some point. I couldn't find it, so it could completely be made up in my head. But I really did. I really thought that he um, he he had said it. Um, but he was really young at the time. I think it might have been right around the time of Not Another Teen Movie or something. Um, but, you know, that's just one of those things where... I think he... I, I think if any of the working actors today could pull off the Elvis role, it probably is Chris Evans. And you don't... I, everyone can sing, um... And everyone can be trained to sing. So I think all he needs to do is um, get a, vo- uh, a voice coach and and start practicing. And, you know, an Elvis biopic I'm here for, like, because he had a fascinating life. Um, and... You know, and as you heard in um, the the rant I did on Tuesday about biopics, I I hope that they don't just gloss over. And Rocket Man did, at least I've heard they've done a really good job of um, not glossing over the more tawdry aspects of the star's life. And speaking of a star's life, I need to take a break and come right back. And I'm back. And I know how much y'all love your housewife gossip, so... Here's a blind for you. It's called Mo Conflicts. And it says, we've told you before that reality show participants are expected to bring the drama if they want to stay on the show. Sometimes they fabricate events, faux outrage, fights, pregnancies, marriages, to fill their drama quota. Other times, it's the producers who instigate the drama with their casting choices. This one is a little bit of both. At first, she was real mad that they wanted to bring her ex onto the show. But then she struck a deal where she gets comped for allowing him to be a cast member. So now it's Mo Conflict, Mo Money. So expect her to feign annoyance and outrage and conflict for the cameras, all while she makes bank on the side for him being on the show. Um, and there, there's actually, I guess it's not Housewives related, but um, and I'm going to share that just, um, just to cover my base. Um, a lot of people are guessing... Lamar Odom and Khloe Kardashian. Um, but seeing as Keeping Up with the Kardashians is a family show, I really can't see. Um, I re- I really can't see Kris Jenner not at least talking to Khloe about it beforehand. Now, it's entirely possible that she did. But, um, again, given that it's her family and that I believe 
um, Chloe can cancel and whatever else, whoever else is around um, are all producers on the show. There's no way she wouldn't have known in advance of what, what was happening. Um, so, I'm thinking that, and this is probably the most popular guess, that this is Phaedra Parks and Apollo from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, and here's why I think that. Um, first of all, there's a very similar item over on Crazy Days and Nights where NT, you know, NT lawyer um, in the um, smaller daily blinds basically says who it, who it is. Um, he gives them special nicknames and whatnot. So he said the illiterate um, Southeast housewife is annoyed her ex is going to be on the show. <laughs> so, you know, basically, it, it's not really a blind. He's, he's telling us. <laughs> but um, it would make more sense if it's them because that's not a family show. There are actual producers outside of the family. And I don't think any of the stars um, are producers on the show. I could be wrong about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't remember seeing um, news about any of them becoming producers. Um, but, and here's where um, the story kind of gets a little bit interesting. Um, as you all know, Andy Cohen created the Real Housewives format, continues to serve as the reunion host, executive producer, and whatnot. And rumor has it that part of the issue that Phaedra had with Apollo um, when they were married is allegedly Apollo and Andy Cohen were screwing around. And... When, when the time came and Apollo got out of jail, he went straight to Andy Cohen to try to get his place back on the show. And, and again, this is all allegedly rumor on the street, but it, um, they screwed around again. And Phaedra is really upset about this because you know, Apollo was her husband, you know, why would a seemingly straight man be messing with a very out gay man? I mean, and there are plenty and plenty of rumors that could um, answer that question. But... I, I think the, the end answer is either Apollo's not truly straight, which seems to be a, a gimme here, or Apollo's willing to do anything for fame, and those two do not have to be mutually exclusive. But I do need to take a break, and I will come right back. And I'm back. So, 
earlier in the week on Tuesday, I believe, I told you that we were going to, that I was going to um, do this blind. So here it is. It is called Silly Goose Has Bad Timing. It, of course, comes to us from our friends over at Blind Gossip. They said, we told you a while back that this TV personality was trying very hard to keep her family together for the cameras. The reason? It would have looked better for her TV show. Well, she's got... Well, now she's got a new problem. You already know that she and her husband broke up. This new wave of publicity was supposed to be about her finding a new man with all of us cheering her on from the sidelines while she flies from man to man. Except, she's already back together with her ex. Not her ex-husband. An ex-boyfriend. Whoops. Bad timing on her part. Does she honestly people does she honestly think that people are going to care about the whole looking for love saga once they find out she already has a man? Silly goose. Um this has to be Wendy Williams. Um you know the whole narrative uh, um after the initial divorce uh, bombshell has been about who is Wendy dating? Who's the lucky man who's sweeping her off her feet? And, uh, you know, that, that might be a good narrative for her. Um, but is she, uh, she certainly seems like the type who is needy, and I don't mean that as an insult, or at least I'm not meaning it as an insult, um, but she, she seems very needy, um, she's, I think she's a commitment junkie, I think she needs commitment, she needs to have a man, she needs to, um, feel loved, and validated, um, and, and having a man, having a steady man, um, boyfriend, husband, whatever, gives her that validation. And it's almost like, and I don't remember who said this, but a celebrity once said, it's so hard for me to date outside of the Hollywood bubble because I never know if if the girl, it was a, a in a in a ledge straight man. Um, I I don't know if the girl is into me, for me or for my money. And I mean that can be said about just about anyone. I mean you can, if you if you're wealthy, someone might be into you just for your wealth, no matter what. It doesn't matter if your name is Keanu Reeves or. Joe Blow on Main Street. And my apologies if there's actually a a dude named Joe Blow on Main Street. Um, Not only for using you as a punchline, but also that someone named you 
Joe Blow and you live on Main Street. <laughs> um, but on a more serious note, um, you know, the the whole Wendy Williams thing is, it's just kind of classic. We've seen the storyline play out before with Brittany, um, and I really hope that the Wendy Williams story doesn't go the same way that the Britney story did. Um, I think the, the first kind of arc of this whole thing made it seem like maybe it was, um, you know, before she announced the divorce, she was living in a sober house, she had fallen off the wagon. But then it seemed like she started to pick herself back up and, you know... She got those bootstraps ready and, um, you know, it was just a much different, um, a much different Wendy. And I, I'm really hoping that, um, she's playing the smart cookie that I know she is and is just fueling this for ratings for her show, which I can guarantee you is what's happening because her show is surging on ratings right now. Of course, it's what happens when, when the show when a star is in the middle of a huge, huge gossip story. You know what else? Well, you know what else? I can't speak. This is how I know it's time to end the show, and that's what I was actually trying to say before I got tongue-tied and couldn't speak anymore. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening, as always. And until next time, cheers.